0: This is Mike, this is Russ, and this is
1: Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacoonico community, up to episode 148. Today we are, guys. How are you? How's Russ? How have you been doing, sir, in the last week?
2: How am I doing? Um, I'm tired today. A lack of sleep. My lovely neighbours decided to um, install what can only be described as an industrial-sounding smoke detection system, and <laughs> someone managed to set it off at half. Three in the morning. Oh no! And, uh, it was the one day of the week today where I actually had to physically go into work, so um, I'm feeling the effects at the moment. So if I sound gro- groggy and tired, that would be why. So as soon as this is done, I think I'll be hitting a beer and maybe grabbing a nap on the sofa.
1: <laughs> oh dear, you go But
2: other than that, you know, I'm listening to a lot of music, which you know I can't really complain about.
1: So you have to you have to work, or going physically going to work once a
2: week. Is that what you're saying? I do, yes. Okay. So um, ge- generally, I can work from home, but if I need to like do something that involves like physically printing or stuff, then yeah, I mean, I had a video conference as well. So avoiding it wherever possible.
1: Okay, okay, no, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, at least it's only once a week. I huh? you have to go out exactly. there to meet the dirty people in the world. <laughs> dirty, dirty people. Have you seen lots of masks? So I've, not, I've not been out now for weeks.
2: So. I did, actually. I dropped my car off around the corner and just walking home, which is probably about a five-minute walk, there was yeah. two people wearing what can only be described as the look of either Scorpio from Mortal Kombat or Bane. So um, <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? So, and, and one of the guys, no disrespect to anyone that does, he had dreadlocks. So dreadlocks and a mask. And like the Bane black kind of mask with the respirator on it. I was like, it's probably a bit too much of a fashion statement. Yeah. I'm starting to wonder if the apocalypse really is coming in.
1: Yeah, I I think we're we're just going to see them now forever, aren't we? I think it's going to be the normal thing. I think it's going to be years. People are going to. There'll be, if they haven't done it already, they will be turning masks into fashion accessories. So all those ski masks, and um, I tell you what, it'll be, it will be all of those paintball masks. We'll see people wearing. <laughs> yeah, I swear it'll be. Everybody will be wearing paintball masks. And goggles. Paintball masks and goggles, yeah, the whole thing. So you can't spit in their eye. <laughs> I haven't even got a mask. Well, I've got, I've got like masks, but I'm just going to wear my stormtrooper helmet everywhere. <laughs> you
0: gonna can wear it. your clown mask.
1: Yeah, that will work as well. But I think the Stormtrooper helmet will definitely protect me because it's a big layer of plastic that covers my entire head. So what do you reckon? Walk around that. Yeah. Every time I leave the house now, I'm going to wear that. And just walk around. In
2: it. <laughs> Extra precaution. I think you should wear the clown mask and then the Stormtrooper helmet. <coughs> oh, Christ. That would be ridiculous. And to top that off, you can put your red, simply red wig on top of the Stormtrooper helmet. I'm
1: not even sure if I could get all three of them over my head. I'll give it a go. If I do, I'll just get, get a That's, that's your it task it for the evening. Trying to amuse that yourself. Is if
2: that is my homework.
1: achievable, you know. <laughs> Thursday night man cave homework is trying to get a clown mask, a stormtrooper, and a simply red Afro wig on my head. <laughs> all right. If you see any ridiculous photos from Instagram later, you'll know that I've tried to do that. Much like Christina and her want-to-break-free picture this week, which was quite amazing. I didn't even recognise her first. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) That was just the the funniest thing. She's sort of balancing that slug on her upper lip for anybody who recognises Black Hatter. That's a comment. Um, (laughs) It was brilliant. Someone's going stir-crazy, obviously. How are you, Mike, anyway?
0: Uh, I'm good, thanks. I've only been out once in the last week, so... For cake? Stocked up, stocked up on shopping. I might need to go again tomorrow. Um, but other than that, it's just work at home, really, and we and see what happens.
1: My wife has taken to, uh, like, finding things in the cupboard that she wants to reuse. So She's just got the waffle machine out yesterday.
0: Yeah. She's <laughs> bought a load
1: of waffle mix. I don't know where she got it from. We got it delivered Sounds today. good. Yeah, so we're going to be... Eating... Freshly, I don't know, whether baked or whatever, cooked waffles. So she's got it out. She, she cleaned it and now she's sitting on the side with a box of waffle mixture. I think she's kind of tempting me to
0: do Sweet no, and savory.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it covers at least two of the fruit groups. Sweet and savory, doesn't it? But. Perfect. Have you guys been watching any interesting TV or movies? Do like, you have know, Netflix or any of that kind of stuff?
2: Um, Obviously, the current craze still going around, which I did a couple of weeks ago, is The Tiger King. Um, That's on Netflix, right? It is, yeah. Yeah. Aside from that, no, I'm I'm on season three of Mr. Robot, but I haven't unfortunately had any time to crack on with it at all. Mm. So, um, but okay. I have got back into gaming. I've sort of been binging L.A. Noir the last week I the bank holiday. It's oh, been really, that's an really
1: Yeah, that's a good isn't yeah. it? is its that on the PC or one of the consoles? Uh, that's
2: on Xbox 360. This is how far behind I am. I bought <laughs> Wait, it when what? it came out. <laughs> I bought it when it came out, and it took this worldwide pandemic for me to actually get the time to open it. And next in the list, you'll be pleased to know, is... Red Dead Redemption, again, purchased when it came out, still completely sealed and ready to go. The original Red Dead Redemption. The original Red Dead, yeah. Right,
1: spoilers. Okay, right, we're going to avoid them. Wow, well, maybe on the next pandemic that comes out, you might upgrade yourself to a 21st <laughs> century system like a PS4 <laughs> or maybe even higher than that. Oh, Interesting. I'm you're going to love them. I didn't play a lot of L.A. Noire, but I did enjoy it, and Red Dead Redemption is incredible,
0: so you'll yeah. have a lot of fun with that. What
1: about you, Mike? What you get up to when you're not um,
0: eating cake and going to work? Um, well, I've I've actually been uploading just lots of music onto my um, onto my phone through iTunes. So I've put I don't know a hundred albums on this week, or whenever I might get out, and be able to listen to anything.
1: It's interesting that you report that as an activity. That's the kind of thing that we just do, isn't it? These days, put our activity.
0: Well, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing else really. Clean the house. Else. Not much else we can do. So.
1: Fair enough, I suppose. In terms of Lacuna Core News this week,
0: um, they reported
1: yesterday that they're planning on hitting the road again in October, which we know they're doing that anyway, but they're um, supporting uh, in Extremo in what looks like currently six dates in mostly Germany, but also a date in France. So this runs from the 8th of October through to the 13th of October. Um, I think... The they put the full dates out, so they say the full dates, but who knows, there might be more dates to come. This is part of their uh, the Black Anima um, World Tour 2020, which I'm now describing as like shelfware. It's, it's like, is it really going to happen? Um, but we will see anyway. I think uh, it's it must be really hard, right, to schedule touring right now. Because it takes months in advance of preparation to get these you know work out the logistics and you know buy tickets and the whole thing if you leave it too late people aren't going to attend but of course we just don't know what's going to happen to when the lockdown is going to be over or and even when there's confidence to go back to shows for people i mean i I can well imagine i don't know what you feel guys but long after we're allowed out of our homes there'll be people that won't feel comfortable going to large groups of people, uh, or being with large groups of people, or in, in large groups of people being part of crowds at concerts. And I think there's, mm-hmm. I think there's some going to be some substantial um, mental health issues that need to be, you know, understood by society and and help and help people with. And I, and I don't just mean people feeling worried about the virus itself. I, I generally believe that there's. People extended periods of time, either alone or with a small group of people in the in a small location. Going out and spending time in crowds is going to be a problem for people. That's what I think.
0: I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Nice. I think that the longer it goes on, obviously, the harder it's going to be for that mm. kind of thing, mm. and also the whole. There's so many things that are on a knife edge before this happened, like retail-wise in our country, yeah, and for that for the whole thing for like gigs. It's like all the venues, as well as all the people they employ. It's all the crew that's self-employed that are basically left in limbo in most countries. Yep. And then if you if you're a band that is kind of middle of the road and not quite there um, status wise as a bigger band, I can't really see if this goes on into 2021 how a lot of people are going to survive moving forwards. Yeah. I mean, we can buy merch and everything, which is great to Support people, but it isn't going to help a lot of people moving forward, I think, which is pretty terrible. But I guess one of the uh, pitfalls of what's happening at the moment, yeah,
1: yeah, I think, yeah, well, just the entertainment industry whether it's movies yeah, yeah, or yeah. music or sport anything that isn't essentially you know essential, um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is in a really tough situation, isn't it? Really tough situation. There we go. Tricky, tricky. But yeah, I'm half expecting for there to be more um, announcements. Um, That's not me saying that I know. It's really me just saying that if they've announced a couple of shows and uh, clearly they're considering opening the gates to more shows, then I would imagine we'll see more announcements about touring coming up pretty soon. I'm also kind of of a mind, and I have been actively encouraging certain members of the band to crack on and write the new stuff. Come on, <laughs> you're at home. <laughs> crack on, crack on. Not that we're not enjoying the existing stuff, but you know, there's nothing wrong with you working on some new tunes for 2021 or beyond. I, I might as well. Anyway, yes. So that's uh, that's our news from Lacuna Coil, and this week we do have another interview for you. So I was very fortunate to uh, catch up with Richard just a few days ago where we first time we really spoken about his um, involvement playing drums for Lacuna Coil and his involvement uh, with the album and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, uh, it was a great conversation as I'm, i hope you enjoy it. Uh, we had a lot to say and uh, well, let's check it out. <laughs> so welcome richard to the empty spiral podcast how are you hey ciao matt i'm good what about you pretty good pretty good going stir crazy a little bit um but chilling out you know being being a good boy not going outside that kind of thing (laughs) i imagine it's pretty much the same way you are as well
3: yeah same here trying to keep busy at home waiting to be back on the road (laughs) yeah because of course
1: you there was a Big plans this year to go to lots of different places, the Far East and um, uh, America, of course, and uh, and, uh, Australia. But all of those things have just kind of stopped, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a complete mess, man, because uh, I was waiting for... Because it was my first time going in pretty much everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I was super excited about it. And now I'm at home and sometimes I can see some uh, some rings on the calendar. You should have been in Kuala Lumpur. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. T- 2020 was supposed to be like the big holiday, right? And it's yeah. now become yeah, incarceration. Yeah.
3: yeah. Big trip around the world. And <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> so I think in the... We, we've not
1: really spoken since you started playing playing drums and all that kind of stuff so i thought it'd be good if we a catch up and find out a little bit more about all of that so richard so tell me how you started drumming when when did you start doing that because we've not really spoken about that kind of stuff
3: yeah i started I, i think i was 14 or 15 years old and uh i I grew up uh, in a family who always loved music. So, especially my father was a big fan of uh, rock and roll, like Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. And he introduced me to rock and roll. Uh, I remember I was on a trip with him uh, in the car. And he he said, uh, Let me just change your life. You have to listen (laughs) to Led Zeppelin too. And then I really got into them. And uh, when I heard John Bonham playing drums, uh, I, I, I said, I want to be like him. And so <laughs> that, that that is still one of my biggest dreams to do, to play one day like John Bonham, because it's one of my favorite now. And uh, yeah, I started loving music, discovering a lot of bands, a lot of metal stuff after that, like Slipknot, like Corn, uh, uh, and later on Dream Theater, and... Pretty much that kind of music, yeah. and I started to study by myself. Later on, I got a, one teacher from my hometown, which is Crema in Italy. And uh, after that, I really wanted to be a professional uh, musician. So I, um, I started to study in a music academy in Milan. Okay. And I uh, graduated there and started teaching music, and uh, praying God to, to let
1: me be a musician, you know. <laughs> and, and you've kind of gone on this journey and
3: here you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm very, very happy about it because it's, it is a big occasion for me. And of course, it's the, it's the best of my life. So yeah. that, that's what I always wanted to do.
1: So how, what was your first band? So, how did you get into playing live music? Was that something that you just fell into, oh, yeah. or did you build a band?
3: Or yeah, kind of. Because I grew up with a, a bunch of friends from my hometown, and uh, as soon as I got the drums, the other guys were buying guitars and bass, and we started to jam together. Nobody could play at the time, so we were just messing around with instruments and starting playing punk rock stock songs. Uh, very easy stuff. Yep. And then we started. Uh, we, we started to to grow up musically. We started to study, and so we, everything's got better and better every every year. And uh, after that, I, I, I started to playing with my with my other band, the in this Day, mm-hmm. and that uh, there it was where the trip started.
1: Yes, of course, because they. Supported Lacuna Call a few years ago, right? And you were yeah. that's where we yeah. first met. Yeah, and that was yeah, in the 2016. UK. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that must have been a, a, a crazy experience just getting to travel around
3: Europe as well. Yeah, doing that. Um, yeah. So it was actually the very first uh, tour in a, in a big way, you know, yeah. because we did some shows in Europe, uh, some mini tour and stuff like that. But that was the, the biggest one, the very first.
1: So how did the how did you become drummer for Lacuna What What's the story there? What happened?
3: Oh, let, let me tell you a, a super fun story because I actually played with them in 2014 or, yeah, 14 or 15, I can't remember, in a gig in Sardinia because uh, Ryan was not able to join them for, just, it was just one gig in Italy. And uh, Maki called me and he said, hey, we need a drummer for a gig, uh, are you in? <laughs> it was speechless, you know. <laughs> I, oh, okay, it seems like I have to learn the satellite in, in, in a week. Let us go for it. <laughs> and that was my very first experience with them. And uh, well, for the for where I am now, it, it, it was uh, I don't, re- don't really remember. Maybe March, because uh, yeah, we uh, we were touring with Janus. Uh, In Europe, we were supporting Evergreen. And uh, Maki told me that uh, he needed a drummer for uh, the summer shows, festivals, and uh, later on for the European tour. Mm -hmm. He didn't tell me why at the the moment. And uh, later on, uh, I realized that that Ryan took a different uh, Mm -hmm. road, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, after that, he he was always Maki texting me because uh, at the moment he was the the one I was uh, more in touch with And um, he told me also that he needed a drummer for Black Anima for the album and so he started to send me the pre-production of Black Anima when I was on tour and uh, everything was like uh, waking up at 8am then trust me on tour it's it's big big stuff yeah (laughs) And uh, started working uh, on, on the drum parts and sending him the pre production of drums and stuff like that. Uh, and then at uh, 2 p.m., I had to shift and uh, start shift and started to, to work for the tour I was playing. Then going to bed at 2 or 3 a.m. and waking up every day at 8 a.m., you know, You're doing the same thing, it, it, was, it was a rush. And when I came back, I had like one week, ten days to to actually learn learn the album, or learn how to play it, and record it. That sounds it sounds like hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, you, you know, it, it was uh, it, I was super excited, but I was also super anxious to imagine? do <laughs> to do that because you know it's it it was a very very big deal for me emotionally, emotionally speaking, and uh, it was not easy, but. Uh, I mean, I'm happy about the the result.
1: Yes, indeed. So you should be. So you should be.
3: Yeah. So do you remember,
1: you know, you did that one show in Sardinia, but do you remember the first time you walked out on stage and said, you know, this is not just one show, this is <laughs> this is me yeah, yeah. playing drums?
3: Yeah. What was that like? Uh, it was crazy because, uh, well, the, the first time in Sardinia, I, it happened that I was used to, to playing in front of maybe... 200 people, 300 people maximum, and that night there were 10,000. Wow! So when I walked on stage, I was like, I was no breathing. So it, it was crazy. But then, when I first started with Lacuna, my first show actually of this year was still in Sardinia. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
2: it's
3: coincidence? Yeah, I don't know. And uh, yeah, I I was pretty much terrified about it because uh i i knew that i had to do it like perfectly and uh it it was a good show it was not not the best obviously but uh, because it took me uh, maybe months to get very confident on stage and knowing everything and Play fluently you know it, it's not easy it's not easy because you know the band is playing together for more than 20 years and uh, joining as as a new member is not easy for me it's not easy for them yeah. you know you have to uh, to recreate chemistry and I, I think it happened after after a while but uh, most of the time you, at the...
1: you feel very comfortable you look very comfortable
3: with yeah, it. yeah yeah no, no, now I am oh of course now I am but uh, at the very beginning, I was, <laughs> I was terrified, man. It was <laughs> it was big deal. Big, big deal. <laughs>
1: I can well imagine. What was yeah. learning all of the songs like? I mean, obviously, we talk about Black Anima, but they've, they've got a, a very varied set list of songs yeah. that go back over nearly 20 years, right? Well, I mean, Twenty yeah, years, Yeah, eventually. yeah. So, um, that must put a lot of pressure on you to learn those different songs for the, for the set list
3: yeah because also because every song was pretty much played by a different drummer you know the uh, delirium was from ryan and the other one was from, from uh, chris and uh, they have a very different playing in drums yeah, yeah. and uh, i didn't want to add too much from me because i was joining the band and i wanted the guys to feel comfortable playing yeah. so i i started to to learn basically the exactly what the other drummer were playing yeah and then i started uh, step by step <laughs> you, mix yeah, you yeah. know <laughs> yeah, to, to sneak some <laughs> sneak some uh, chops uh, around and uh, yeah it was it was not easy um, but uh, mostly because of the time because yeah. we had no time to to rehearse we had we did a couple rehearsal maybe before yeah. before the first show and uh, but well i'm lucky because uh i work well under pressure so having to learn a lot of song in such a short period of time was to me very motivational and uh i gave my 100% on on them and it was okay actually i was terrified for other things like uh, the, the the pressure you feel uh, on stage with such a big band but not really for the songs because I, I can't play the songs. It was other stuff all around. Yes. Trust me, in their show, the the songs were maybe the, the 10% of my pressure. <laughs> maybe. Because you can do that bit, but it's all the, yeah,
1: the timing yeah. and, and being in the right place at the right time and, and yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Going back to the, the non black anima songs yeah. uh, because obviously you've been you have involved in the whole process so the familiarity is there what song would you say was the most difficult for you to learn of, of their their previous albums
3: the previous album uh, um ultima ratio okay was one of the hardest but also it happened uh, before the south american tour that we where we played uh, some songs out of the 119 show, yeah. and there is this song that is a, a current obsession. I'm aware of it. Yeah, that is to me one of the most difficult play to, to play for for the intro because it, I don't know how Chris have written a, a, a drum part like this on the intro. It is it sounds so so strange to me. It's very it's great. It sounds great, but it's super strange to me. The intro. I don't know why. And uh, that that song was the hardest one, because really? it took me a week for that song.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, what about a favourite? Have you got a favourite song to play?
3: Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Out of Black Anima, yeah. We, uh, of course, I have, uh, my favourite one is probably Layers of Time to play, and also Sword of Anger, okay. because they are very powerful, and they are more uh, into my style. My my play style, and uh, from the other album, I love uh, Downfall. Okay, it is great to play. Also, Our Truth because uh, it, it was the very first song uh, that I heard from Lacuna Coil in my life. Really, when I was when wow. I was young, yeah. And uh, I actually also played a cover of that song when I was uh, 18 years old. Maybe <laughs> I don't don't remember <laughs> when was <we>, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, you're yeah. such
3: a
1: young whippersnapper to be playing yeah, Altruth no, at 18.
3: Come on. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not that young. I'm 30 years <laughs> old. I'm not that young. Come on. <laughs> yeah, let's just
1: park that and move on from there.
3: <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, because, of course,
1: um, Altruth's got that, that wonderful bit of drumming, right? He's got that kind of the drum solo part. that Yeah, yeah, in yeah, it, And that's a thing that's always been quite a, a, a part you know a memorable part of the shows when that's played you know they normally yep. Christina will introduce us Ryan or, or yourself and say okay and you're playing the drums at that point so it's, it's quite a moment I, yep. I, I it would be no surprise to you to say that obviously as a drummer you were at the back of the stage most of the time so expressing yourself as you not just your music but as you into the crowd is quite sometimes quite difficult isn't it I would imagine because you're, you're, you've got the rest of the, yeah. the band in front of you. But it always feels that's sometimes when you get a chance to sort of, you know, raise the sticks as yeah. the scene. That's, that's quite a... Quite yeah, yeah,
3: and see, hey, that's me. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so let's talk about Black Anima then. So yeah. um, you had to learn the music, you worked on it, you were involved in the recording of the, of the album as well. Did, you talk about your sort of favourite song. What was the hardest thing to, to learn for Black Anima, would you say?
3: Oh, uh, definitely black dried up art. Really? Yeah, it, drumming drum wise is the the hardest one because it uh, it has a lot of um, composition on the double bass drum and it's very tech very technical to play mm-hmm. and very groovy on the on the verses. So it's it's very 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 difficult and also beneficium because uh, because of the of the bass drum parts of lot of double bass, lot of uh, it's it's very fast. It's a mm. very fast song. Um yeah, probably those two are the hardest one to play. Yeah. And
1: you enjoy Layers of Time and Sword of Anger, they're the ones you really get into. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, just because we are playing those songs on uh, on live, I will enjoy Black the Part even more if if we're gonna play and I'm pushing so hard to play live. <laughs>
1: That would be amazing if they played it. I mean, it's obviously yeah. it's on the it's on the special edition of the album, so there'd be probably be some people that may not have heard it, depending on what territory yeah. they're in. They may not have a chance to have heard it before. So it's always fascinating when one of the extras, as it were, the less well-known songs comes out and, and gets played. Yeah. Um, but I, I can well imagine that that would be a brilliant. I'd love to be there to, 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 to hear that being played. It would be amazing. Um, one of the things I've been talking to the others about is the stage makeup, yep. that kind of stuff. And obviously, since you've started playing with them, and certainly with this last album, there's been a use of a lot of makeup on stage and so forth. Yep. Um, how's that helped you when you come on stage with Lacuna Call? Is it is it, has it got in the way? Is it helped? Is it something you've had to come to terms with and, and, and accept, or something you've enjoyed? The whole makeup. You know that kind of presence.
3: What's that yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, let me tell you that I really love the, the the makeup because I've never used makeup on stage in my life, and uh, it was the first time. I didn't know how to to paint my face, and I learned it. And uh, but I, I found it that it's not really for the stage. It, to me, either uh, I really feel it. When I when I am making up because uh, it's something that it's like that I'm switching in, in my head uh, and entering the the concert mode you know gotcha. yeah when you when you're painting yourself uh, you're uh, I'm always thinking uh, yeah now I have to play let's concentrate let's relax uh, go there kick ass um, <laughs> on stage it's like the it's like uh, the, the the calm before the storm you know because. Before the makeup, um, I'm usually having a beer, wandering around with Didi, and <laughs> yeah. pretty much easy going. But uh, one hour before the show, when when I started to put the makeup, when I start to put the makeup, uh, it, uh, it it is a moment when really I, I enter in uh, in uh, in the concert mode, as yeah. I said. Yeah, it's a it, it's really like a switch. Yeah, it's like the, the button show mode on.
1: Yeah, I can well imagine, if, like an actor getting into costume, putting on the makeup. Is that moment yeah. where you say, "Right, I'm now ready to perform." So it, yeah. it must be a useful transition, especially afterwards when you you, know, you switch clothes, you wash the makeup off, and you say, "Right, I'm now back to being just Richard again." Right, and you can go and grab a yeah. beer
0: and,
1: and go and do stuff. So yeah, that's that's kind of consistent actually with what the others have said, and I can well imagine it. It helps. I personally think he looks amazing. You know, I think that really well, strong. You presence out there I think you've you've certainly learned makeup pretty quickly sir yeah, you look pretty good yeah. out there so. <laughs> well,
3: thank you um,
1: in terms of you talked earlier about adding your own little kind of your personality to the music after you'd started to play the songs for a right so when you're first learning the older songs that, that you know you, you had to essentially kind of, I guess imitate Ryan and, and Chris but then you started yeah. to add your own richard into it yeah how long was it before you started to think i can get away with this i can be myself and add my own groove to the to the
3: songs uh well um i will never change everything because uh, i love the song the songs and how they were written so uh, it is a uh, both for uh respect for the other drummers mm-hmm. that Made Lacuna Coil what they are now, also because you know, and uh, also because if the song, if a song was, was written in that way, there's a, there's always a, a, a why about it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I know that, that Maki is most of the time the, the producer of the album and of the albums, and uh, even if Maki was not the producer on the on other albums, uh, he he was for sure. Uh, looking at all the production stuff uh, on studio yeah. you know mm-hmm. and um uh, i think that if a song is is recorded and played in a way there's there's motivation about it so uh, i try to to do as much as i can to to keep the same vibe on a song you know the the same uh, the same groove the same drum parts on verse uh, chorus uh, intro and and whatever i will add some some of me you know in the, in the drum fields hmm. maybe because that's a very personal part of of drumming so that's that there's uh where i really express myself but i will i will never really change the, the other songs because first i like i like them <laughs> the way they were written fair enough yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and second because uh, you know, as i told you it's um, they are, they were wrote like that and so i would i would play like that
1: fair enough okay yeah
3: uh, so what what do you want to do next
1: in Lacuna i mean in the, once this lockdown's done and we're all out to to go out into the world again um what plans do you hope to be part of over the next year as we go into the end 2020 and go into 2021
3: yeah oh, of course first of all having having a beer with the guys because i i'm missing them a lot so <laughs> That's the very very first thing that comes to my my mind at the moment. And, uh, of course, I really hope to travel the world, tour the world, and uh, do what we've missed in the last month. So I really can't wait to see the U.S. I really can't wait to see Australia and and Japan. I I found out that uh, I really love to be on the road. That's what I've always wanted to do. That's uh, that 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 is still my dream. And so, you know, I'm pretty much the, the I, I'm the new guy in the band. And so, to me, everything is new. You know, yeah. so uh, just to be on South America was to me a very very big experience. So I can't imagine also to travel in in other continents that uh, I will never imagine that uh, I will visit in my life. So. That's pretty much what I want to do in, in the next years. Tour, yeah. play, tour, 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 and tour again. Living
1: the dream, sir. That's what yeah. you're doing right now. You're living the dream. Yeah. So.
3: Yeah. When I joined Lacuna Coil, one of my very first thoughts was uh, if I would be welcomed from the guys of, of not the guys from the band, but from, from their fun. How yeah. do they see, uh, you, you know, the heavy, they are having a new drummer, another change in the, in the lineup. Uh, how will they see it? And, uh, I'm speechless because I felt very, very welcomed since the, the very first day. You, you, you guys are amazing. It's pretty much unbelievable.
1: Really? I mean, I think, um, I think the band make that happen. You know, you create your community, they yeah. are so open and genuine with the people that follow their music. The kind of people that following follow communi- um, follow the, the kind of people that follow Lacuna Coil are a bit just a, a we're a big family. Yeah, we are a yeah. big family. Um yeah. So it's no, it's generally no surprise to me that uh, you were welcomed into that community because because that's what it's all about you know he's yeah. like that and uh they've nurtured that over 20 years um but it's it's an absolute pleasure genuine pleasure to have you on board sir. It really thank is, you. so thank you thank you so much anyway richard it's been brilliant thank you so much for taking thank time. you so much for and, this uh, we really should have chatted a long time before this but yeah <laughs> we'll make sure we catch up again soon because it's been yeah yeah
3: with you, super nice to talk with you
1: and uh When this lockdown's over and you're on the road again, we'll have a beer, right? We'll have that beer again. Just
3: one, come on. You're English, you're better than this.
1: (laughs) All right, okay. We'll
3: we'll have a barrel. How
1: about that? Cool. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, Richard, for the interview. Um, I, I must admit, when you said, are you aware of the song Current Obsession, I kind of smiled, as you probably got from the tone of, yes, I'm aware of it. But um, yeah, it was great to, great to hang out, uh, great to find out more about your experiences being in the band and what it's meant to you personally and, of course, your favourite songs as well. So thank you very much again for joining us on the podcast and I hope we get a chance to... Hang out in real life uh, sometimes, sometime in the near future. All right, guys. But we're pretty much done, well, we are done on Black Anima, sort of. We've now got the specials to work through. I don't mean the band, by the way. I mean the special (laughs) tracks on the special edition of Black Anima. And we're going to start off, um, as you would expect, with the song Black Feathers. So... Russ, I think it's your turn to start us off with Black Feathers. I think that's right.
2: I believe it is. I'm almost tempted to start off with one of my infamous rants, which is why on earth isn't this on the standard edition? Honestly, you know, that's my question to pose. I'm a massive fan of this song. Um, As I just mentioned, I think this should be on the regular track listing in in place of one or two other songs that I, I will fail to name. Um, Really, really love it. Um, obviously, it begins with that haunting synth. It's a really, really dark, gothic, haunted song. It's got that menacing opening vocal from Andrea, which sort of blends in with the textures musically until Christina sort of kicks in with the, with the chorus. And the thing that I like about Black Feathers is whilst it's relatively simple as a song on the surface... It's probably one of the most complex stylistically with the volume of textures going on with the synth and the keyboard. If you listen to it sort of, you know, either with headphones or if you really crank it up, there's just so much stuff going on with the synth. There's like two or three different synth lines going on. There's a keyboard in there as well. Um, And I think the music sort of dominates the performance of the song over the vocals. I think the vocals to me are almost purposefully sort of understated and almost sort of very reserved and relaxed just to sort of let the music sort of do its thing. And I think, like I mentioned, it's probably one of the most interesting songs on Black Anima, which might be why, because it's so stylistically different, it was perhaps considered to be sort of, you know, better suited to the bonus disc. But I think dynamically, it's probably one of the most diverse songs that Lacuna have ever done obviously normally the guitars and the bass are really really high in the mix it's probably one of the songs that they've ever done where i find the bass on this is actually really low in the mix and it really sort of lets that synth and keyboard texture shine there's i wouldn't say there's a guitar solo but there's certainly sort of a a short little guitar riff in there which i find very very interesting as well towards the end that's almost reminiscent of a solo that kind of you know, contrasts and also complements the, uh, the simp texture. Vocally um, with the music, I think it's a very sort of noir sounding song. It's almost dark Gothic techno, something that would go along the lines of thematically like Blade Runner. Um, it's very, very chilled. It's dark. It's menacing. And I really, really like the lyrics um, to me. It's almost kind of links in with blood, tears, dust from delirium. And there's all sorts of, you know, various dark lines in there, which I'm a really, really big fan of. Obviously, it opens with the line, I want to know what's inside. I cut her open, she doesn't bleed out. I mean, I don't think you get much of a darker lyrical subject matter that Elsie have ever done over Black Feathers. Um, you get towards sort of the end of the lyrics and it talks about soaring to a destination carried by our desolation. So there's so much dark imagery in there which just sort of Contrasts and combines with with the music. I'm a massive fan of this song.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mike, what about you? What do you think of Black Feathers?
0: Uh, I am equally in the um, Russ camp. I think it's fantastic, and it is a shame that it wasn't on the um, the the main album. Um, I don't know whether that's because it is so different, and because it probably doesn't fit as well if you plonked it in the middle of the album somewhere, um, but I think that overall it, it is very very strong as one of the three tracks that we're going to review as the bonus uh, tracks I like, the, I'm, I'm the opposite to Ross, I think that the, the lyrics to me because of the strength and the nature of how descriptive they are I think that they work better the other way around in the music in the background as good as that is um, but overall I think that um Russ has covered everything I was thinking about, and it's it's top notch from me as well
1: yeah i I agree with both of you. I think it is a crime, okay. I do call foul on this, yeah, because <laughs> this song I think of pretty much I'm trying to cast my mind back and think if there's anything up there as I can't think of any other song that's appeared on a bonus version of an album that I felt has deserves as much as Black Feathers to be on the main album. And my worry is because it's been on the, it's on the main, al- it's not on the main album. we just not, it's not going to get the attention it deserves both from the fans and from the band when it comes to live shows. Yeah. Yeah. It is an absolute crime. It is a stunning, stunning song. Um, everything you've both said, I agree with. I think the lyrics in this in particular, are just stand out. Some of the best lyrics they've ever written just love them i just i'm looking at them again now as i'm i'm thinking over that song um that you're right that opening line you know she doesn't bleed out and then she has run Dryer try to grab him it's like that could evoke so many different kinds of image images um i love the chorus it's, i think it's one of my favorite lyrical choruses you know it's just, the way Christina sings it and that rising vocal, I can see you under a veil of memories. Um, And then that has to lead into it. And then it's like, uh, let's let the wind decide where we're going to fall, soar into a destination, black feathers in the storm. We're right where we belong, carried by our desolation. It's just like, wow, it's so evocative. It needs a video. It just so needs a video, this song. Lyric the, gold from it is lyric gold, and the richness of the music. I, I like your point where you say it's got that kind of futuristic of Blade Runner, Russ. Right? So I think there is something like that. There is the use of the synths, really makes it feel like we it should be lit by LEDs in the rain, right, and the storm, and, and, yep. and so forth. I, I can see that in my mind. I could almost make my own video in my mind about this song because it's so evocative um on the kind of the lyrics or the music thing i think it's really balanced um i I take your point about the music being so different that it deserves to come to the fore and counter that with the lyrics being so good you don't want to lose them in the in the music so it's a bit of a Bit of a problem there. I mean, it's not a difficult problem. You know, it's, not, it's the kind of problem we'd all like to have, right? You know, great lyrics. Where do you put them in the mix? Um, against a, a great set of music. Yeah, it's such a crime. Uh, great, great song. If anybody ever needed any justification to go and buy the um, special edition of Black Anima to, to get this, then well, to, just to buy the special edition, then this is all the justification they need. Because it is... A, a, a great, great song. Great, great song. I,
2: I could waxly lyrical about it for hours, but I'm not going to do that. Russ, what are you going to give this out of 10? Mm, it's a tough one. Um, I'm going with my first instinct, which is a nine
0: for this.
1: Okay. Okay. Mike, what about you out of 10?
0: Uh, nine also for me, only because it's not on the main album, which I think is a shame. Um, but otherwise it would have been a perfect time.
1: It's a bit of an interesting way of targeting a number. It's not on the main album, so I'll give it a nine. Otherwise, it'd be a ten.
0: Um, I'm also I'm going
1: to give it a nine, but I'm going to give it a nine because it deserves a nine, not just
2: because it's not on the main album. Um, <laughs> Look, we're all calling nine, nine, nine. Yeah, get the fucking album already. That's that's because
1: we need to call the police and say, right, they've committed a crime. Get this on the main album. Yeah, I mean, this is this has got to rate right up there as for us at least you know, one of the best rated songs we've got we've done on this album. You know, I think there's there've been not that many songs where we've said it's right up there in the nine ten spot and we've all said it. I can think of one or two. But this is definitely up there. So yeah, Black Feathers, what a fantastic song. Uh, so if you've not had a chance to listen to it, just do and make a point of listening and maybe even reading the lyrics as well, because they are quite fantastic. And uh, one day we'll return on the podcast and come up with our own version of what the, the video needs to look like for this song because it's really worth it. There we go. Back feathers. Right, that's us done, guys. Boom. Boom. Another one in Um, the can, as it were. Uh, Another day in in isolation. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I'm going a little stir-crazy. I don't know. Um, well, I hope you guys stay safe anyway. I really do. And, Thank uh, you. And, and same to everybody out there listening in the big world of Laguna Coil. Uh, it's, uh, it's a crazy time across the globe, uh, but it's important that we look after each other. So reach out to fellow coilers. Ask them how they are. I mean, you can, you've got Facebook. You've got Twitter. You've got WhatsApp, I'm sure there's various different ways we can stay in contact. We've got the Empty bar of discord channel, get on there and send messages and say, hi, um, we're all there waiting to speak. Um, we could easily throw up the voice channel and people can get on there and talk to each other in you know real time. Feel free to use that if you want to use that to, to, to reach out, you know, pop yourself in the channel and say, I'm here for anybody who wants to talk. So let's, let's make sure as a community and as a family, we stick together through this, um, because we owe it to everyone uh, that we stay safe. So anyway, folks, look after yourself. uh, Enjoy the rest of your week and listen to more Lacuna Coil.
0: Cheers, everyone. Ciao, guys.